You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. <laughs> You're just the master of puns today. Yes, I am. I'm the punisher. Wow. That was That's really your bad. third one. That was really bad. Strike three and you're out. Oh, shit. All right. Well, guys, oh, <laughs> it was nice talking shit. Uh, This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're really good movies. Or they're movies maybe like you haven't heard of or just movies that deserve some due. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, we'll go and, and watch one of these movies every week and then come back here and talk about it with each other mm-hmm. and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and those of you watching on the Periscope app right now live. Hello. Hello out there. There's probably not a whole lot of people watching, though. No. The the funny story because. behind the scenes of this episode uh. is that uh, Joel's like, guys, I could uh, I could be I could be at the studio like at six, and then I want to just do a quick episode because the new Star Wars. I didn't say we're gonna do a quick episode. I want to give it full attention. I want to have the full hour, maybe hour and fifteen. But, oh, okay. Uh, well, then I'm gonna just drag my heels on this one. Well, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, because you're in the same boat. Don't pretend like this is just me. We're well, all excited. We're kind for of this. in the same boat. Like I'm excited no. about it, but I I'm I'm very I don't know. Like I'm kind of I'm being very cautious. About oh, like sure. what I like, I'm not. I don't want to be shown too much. Like I don't want to uh-huh. see this trailer and then suddenly be shown too much. I do have theories. We've talked about my theories. Yes, I think we have, and I, 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 I think they're starting to become a little bit more closer to reality. I was when they released that poster. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that we're still not seeing Luke, we're not seeing Luke on the poster. We've, we're hearing him in the trailer. We know he's a part of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I'm getting closer. to, Like. I think I may have called a little bit of what's going on in this movie. Well, I don't know what you're referring to. What 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 did you call? That Kylo Ren uh-huh. is oh a, is like cloned from Luke's DNA. I do remember that. Yeah, you think that he, that's him underneath the suit? I don't think that's him underneath the suit. No, but he's the young Luke Skywalker. But I think he's supposed to be a young Luke Skywalker based on Luke's DNA. I could see that. That like you know because in the trailer in it's that one trailer all... it was the the lightsaber from The Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, that got lost in Bespin when he fell down that tube along with his arm attached uh, along with his hand. Not his arm. It was just his hand. That's forearm. It was his hand. It was his forearm. It was right there at the wrist. It was not at the wrist. It was like midway up. It was at the. It was at the wrist. All right. You're a huge Star Wars fan. You should know. I am. This. I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. Right. I am the greatest Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm the greatest I'm of the all greatest. time. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> all right. So um, the movie we're watching this week is Star Wars <laughs> Episode Seven. That's right. The Force Awakens. Hey, me, 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 me. Force. Come on, it's time to get up. <laughs> time to get going. Gonna meet a friend See, of mine. You should have quit with the uh, the Punisher. I know, but I had to go into the Winnie the Pooh theme song. <laughs> no, we're talking about a movie that I I couldn't wait for you to watch. Uh, because I, I see why now you're a huge fan of Jeff Goldblum. I do love his his work, <laughs> and I was pretty sure you hadn't seen this movie. And no. when I announced it last week, and you're like, "What? What the fuck is that? Never even heard of it." Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's not a good thing. That is not a. That's, a, that's what we call a harbinger <laughs> of things to come. So the uh, the movie that we're talking about this week, <laughs> Periscope Watchers, yep, uh, is called Hideaway. Hideaway, starring <laughs> Jeff, uh, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, Christina Lati, uh, Jeremy Sisto, which I didn't realize he was in this. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, from Clueless as well, uh, right? The same year. And Alicia Silverstone. You're, you're kidding? No, Clueless came out the same year this did. He and Alicia Silverstone just were on a. 
<laughs> on a what? Uh, like the, the trajectory of their careers were on the same path for that twelve months, apparently. You know, I'm. I've got to say, like, just on that on that note right there, uh, and it's one of the uh, one of the things I wrote down. I'm surprised Jeremy Sisto got any acting work at all yeah. after after this movie. After came this out. one, yeah. I was like, well, how the hell did he get work after this? <laughs> he got better. He grew a beard. Grew up a little bit. Know, right? So, uh, but then he did he did follow this movie up with a movie called Suicide Kings. Oh, is he in that one? Yeah, oh. and that movie is fucking fantastic. If, you, right. if uh, listeners, if you have not seen Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken, Jay Moore, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Thomas uh, Henry Thomas, oh yes, and uh, and Jeremy Sisto. And Johnny Galecki's in it too. Johnny Galecki, yeah. Dennis Leary's Leonard. in this thing. It's a great flick. It's a really good movie. I've heard that. Where these kids take this mob boss prisoner, and uh, I can't remember what the whole like end game was for it. It was pretty damn good. I remember. I thought I, I think I caught that one on cable. Yeah. I I remember Dennis Leary f- like feeling like he was first build in that, even <laughs> yes. though he was surrounded by stars, but that was, we were all in love with Dennis Leary yeah, at, that, we at that moment. He yeah. was blowing up. That was, that was good. And, and, and now he, he voices just, Ford truck commercials. He just couldn't get a good movie to save his life, though. No. Like he had that Did he w- ever do a good movie? Yeah, he's done a couple good movies. The Ref wasn't bad. I, he's done good movies where he's voiced characters. I no, liked him in A Bug's was, Life. The Ref was pretty good. Did you ever see this movie called Monument Avenue? Ref. No. It's about the Irish mob. It's got Funke oh, Jensen in it. Uh, and that's fucking fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's really good. I, I do recommend that. Uh, not Hideaway. <laughs> this, <laughs> no. This movie, uh, based on a Dean Koontz novel, mm-hmm. uh, and there are <laughs> d- subtle, to say the least, differences between the book and the movie. Have you read the book? I have read the book. Interesting. Did you read the book before you saw the movie? No. I read the book after I saw the movie, because i got to admit something, Joel. When Uh-oh. I saw this movie back in high school, oh, God. I liked it a lot. There are, and, and I can see that, there are things, there are I- ideas. I understand. I'm sure the novel is great. Um, the novel's good, and it's a little bit more of a slow burn, obviously. Yeah, I, I could see that. I got that impression because of the way they tried to work. It feels like the events happen over like the course of a year. Or it happens the, over a long time. In, in the book. And, and then here, they've crammed everything into like a two-week period. And there's def- there's totally this thing where, you know, in the book, you start feeling like there might be a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. That Hatch is actually killing these people. I, yes. And, and only semi-conscious of it. And he's suffering from that. So it still makes him kind of sympathetic as a protagonist. You're like, oh my God, like what's going on with this? Uh, again, kind of like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Uh, and there's, I mean, God though, but there's some differences. There's some stuff they did in this movie that they didn't have to do. Like Samantha, <laughs> like film it. the character Samantha, <laughs> yes. didn't die getting hit by a car. Okay. She was she died of cancer. <laughs> In the book she died of cancer. Then why Regina was a girl that they were trying to adopt. She oh. wasn't even a biological daughter. They were trying to adopt her in the course of all this. Eh, I don't really know that that changes too much about it. It doesn't though. change. No, it, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't change anything. Why they made her get hit by a car that, instead. That actually makes it worse. Yeah. Especially, well, well, we'll get into it because I have a whole diatribe about... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in motor vehicles in yes. this film. Yes. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't even know. Uh, like you said, I, I, I like the approach that the, that the novel sounds like it took, where it's uh-huh. like there's a little mystery. You don't know what's going on. You know, where, where, maybe it is him killing these yeah. people. He's having the visions, he's seeing it, uh-huh. so it's plausible. Uh, you never get a chance to let your imagination go down that route in this no. film because immediately the very first scene everything is does yeah. not involve Jeff Goldblum no. or people that you will see later on in the film no uh, well one uh, of, one, well, of, one or two a couple of them uh, spoiler alert it's it, it is it is funny though like the villain in this movie in the book they spend a lot of time really developing him and like the fact that he keeps presenting himself to his victims when he brings them back to his hideaway because in the book 
there is a significant amount of time spent in the hideaway. Oh. That's why it's called fucking hideaway. Yes. Uh, the and sh- film should not be named hideaway. So he was there and he would tell the, his victims like that he is actually Visago, the servant of Satan, and that he is convinced that if he sacrifices enough people to Satan that he would be allowed to rule at Satan's side in hell. Oh, okay. Like, there, there's a motivation, not just I'm a psycho killer. That would have been there's nice There's a motivation. To know. And you find out that Jeremy, the character Jeremy, mm-hmm. killed people when he was young. When he was very young, he started off, like, he he murdered people. And that's <laughs> where the, the why the amusement park is so significant is because that's where he killed his first person. Oh. And, and All things that would have been nice to know watching this film. Right, and the doctor character even says, like, my son, even at an early age, was psychotic. He does say He that. just says that. Yeah. And, like, doesn't expand on that at all. <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem very surprised when uh, his son is the one that takes out his wife and mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah. That's the very first scene, too. Yes, we walk exactly. in, and it's, like, him, Jeremy Sisto, young, looking on... So this, like, boys' choir choral music. <laughs> That's right. It makes everything creepier. Children singing makes everything creepier. Yeah. I just watched, uh, rewatched Paranorman again over the weekend. I you never watched that, that movie. <gasps> Paranorman is great, dude. That's From what I've heard. I've heard it's really good. Have you ever seen Coraline? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you like Coraline, you'll uh, you'll you'll be mildly amused with this one. Actually, <laughs> okay. Coraline's a little better. Yeah. But still, well, it's Neil Gaiman, man. You can't do much better than Neil Gaiman yeah. when it comes to writing a story. But yeah, uh, right off the bat, we're seeing some gruesome shit. This is a hard R film, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it is. This movie came out when I was working at the movie theater in McKinney. 1995. And it was the first time I ever saw, like in the two years I worked there, this was the only time I'd ever seen like a a mass exodus from the theater oh, yeah? within the first five minutes of the movie. What's the People p- walked out of this film. The policy with that is... Uh, what have, I've been if told it's like, within the first 15 minutes, we could oh, really I thought it was money. 30. No, within the first... got to make that decision quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, luckily, this film gives you that opportunity within the first like 90 seconds. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. He, yeah. uh, we don't see the murder of uh, his wife and daughter. We just kind of see the aftermath. Yeah. It looks like their hands are barbed wired. They're kneeling uh-huh. in a uh, lot, of, lot of religious undertones in this film, That's by right. the way. Uh, kneeling, and I, I don't know and then, what And, and then Jeremy them. says his... His prayer to Satan, yes. and then just impales himself, lowers himself onto a uh, a very sharp object yeah. that looks like it could have done a lot of damage and should have killed him. He should have died instantly, and and he kind did, of did. But he did. He did. Um, we see him. Well, <laughs> Lawnmower Man. We see part because of, yes. this is Brett Leonard who directed the Lawnmower Man. He, that guy, this director of this film, seems to have made a career out of bad Stephen King <laughs> yes. and or Dean Koontz novels, novels because it was Lawnmower Man. It was this, and then there was a the third one. Lawnmower Man got some like uh, some some big big props though when it first came out because of like, this it was special a effects. huge deal. It was like oh, it can be, and again pre Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, in fact, this film, no? No, this Park. was after Jurassic right Park. Right after Jurassic Park. Wow. Um, never did the effects of any film <laughs> look uh, worse than, especially when you when you can now compare them to Jurassic Park. We live in a post-Jurassic Park world. Yeah. This film follows it. It's a, there is some I'm a post-Jurassic Park girl living <laughs> in a post-Jurassic Park world. There's some embarrassing work going on here. Yeah. Uh, and right off the bat, we're, we're uh, introduced to some of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's clearly... His face on, <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess your soul is actually one giant sperm. Yeah, cell it is flying through a wormhole, a la Star Trek. Like that's the afterlife. Joe, I've never been more terrified of dying in my <laughs> life than having watched this what? film. You mean you don't want to travel down the heavenly vagina? Even <laughs> yes. Even best case scenario, I go to heaven. Probably not going to be happening. 
that looks terrifying as well. But Joel, there are these you, you tentacles. Be, you become one with what I could best describe as a summon from a Final Fantasy. <laughs> it does. That's like, oh my god! That's exactly what this looks like. Worst case scenario, you get chopped up. Your soul gets chopped up. Yeah. Uh, in like a you know the the Cuisinart uh, of the afterlife. <laughs> Which is what happens to poor Jeremy Sisto's face. So it's his face superimposed on this floating thing. It's 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 so off. Joe, everybody was embarrassed in the making of this film. Dean Koontz, the aforementioned he, he, author, won, he fought to get his name taken he off. Tried of it. to get his name taken off. Did not happen, unfortunately, because that's the only thing this film had going for it. Yeah, based on a Dean Koontz novel. Uh, also, Dennis Quaid apparently uh, produced this film. Did like, he really? His production house. I guess he had a little. You know, he's producing films wow. under his name. Uh, you will notice his name, or production house name, is not on this film. He was successful in being able to take that off. Not so much for Per Dean Koontz. Uh, yeah, embarrassing Dennis for Quaid, the guy who was in the first G.I. Joe movie. Yes, yeah. Inner Spaces, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> was like, fuck Hideaway. This was too much. This is an embarrassment. I can't have this tarnish my career. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me get in that You, Me, Yours, and Mine, or whatever the fuck that remake was. And Dupree, yeah. No, not You, Me, and Dupree. I can't yeah. remember what the name of that movie was, Something though. Like but that. he's done some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So, like I said, this was a movie that when I first saw it, uh, I dug it. In fact, I dug it for a good amount of time. Where like I owned this movie, and I was like, "This is pretty badass." You know, this is pretty. This was embarrassing to go back and watch. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, it's like that when you realize like you did something really fucking stupid when you were young. Like you've done something really dumb, and whenever you think about it, I it just you get you cringe and just get embarrassed. I don't know for that your person. past self. I can't believe that was me. That's how I mistakes. felt. That's how I felt going back to this movie. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is going?" Like just industrial metal. Blah, blah, blah. Like there's this. Yeah. Indu- the score is so schizophrenic in this movie. That you can never settle on, like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Because we go between, like, an actual, like, orchestral score. Of course. And then we've got, like, industrial stuff. and it, But it's not woven together. I mean, part of a film, part of creating a film and part of telling the story is to also tell it, like, you know, we've talked about Star Wars earlier because mm-hmm. we've got the trailer coming up. The way that even in the worst Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. John Williams' score oh, yeah. still does an excellent job of trying to get the story Propelling across. Propelling it across, yeah. yes. That's not happening. That's not happening here. There are so many things wrong and, and amateurish. Like this feels like I, I say made for TV and movie a lot, but it really does. From the cast, first of all, you have a bunch of TV actors in uh-huh. this. You know, okay, Alicia Silverstone dabbled. Right, she was kind of big at the time. She was. I think right she off was of clueless. Her and Jeff Goldblum were like your big stars of this movie. Absolutely. But then you got Christina Latte, really just known for Chicago Hope, that old uh, uh, medical procedural drama mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I guess well, I, actually Alfred Molina Alfred was doing Molina films was okay. at that point, and and you it think just you know feels, he's had a good career. It just feels like a like a lifetime movie. It does, and and it mixed it, with it's, cinematic. It's such a claustrophobic movie, uh, and and I I absolutely agree with you. Like it feels so small time, so low budget. So I'm I am glad that you chose a Jeff Goldblum movie because I, I I do love that guy. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it is. There's he and Christopher Walken are like in this category of there's nobody you can compare them to. They're one in a kind. Their speech patterns right. are, are much like Christopher Walken, oft imitated, uh-huh. uh, never duplicated. <laughs> yes. And uh, 
when you, when you when you go to a Jeff Goldblum movie, you know you're going to get like he, he doesn't really act, right? He's always playing himself. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, in a way, I agree. He's like he's like the Jason Statham of tall nerdy yes. guys. Whether yeah, <laughs> whether he's uh, saving the universe from alien invasion <laughs> or just being an antique dealer who who dies for eighty minutes and then comes back. Yeah, that's right. Is that what? what uh, yeah, I think they always say two hours. So he died for two hours. Maybe we should set up the plot. In the book, it was here. eighty minutes. Is that what it was? Go ahead and set up the plot. Taking some liberties. So uh, yeah, so. There are several different stories going along here. We're <laughs> and they waste no time in throwing them all at you at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the Jeremy Sisto, the, the evil incarnate. He's mm-hmm. a devil worshiper. L- literally, he's worshiping the devil. He's reading uh, prayers to Satan as he kills his family and then himself uh, and then goes to hell. So we have that. That's what we're introduced to. <laughs> to and the then, song, I Want to Go to Hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah l- the, like it's just, knows. it just keeps repeating that over and over. I want to go to hell. Yeah, we got it. We got a, a song I can only assume was written for this movie. I, I have a feeling all of the songs in this movie were <laughs> yes. written for this movie. Meanwhile, like you've got to see, I don't want to cut, I don't want to No, uh, no, no it's off. okay. But we've got like this moment in this movie later on. Uh, right after, which we'll get to, after Hatch comes back from the dead and he gets his daughter tickets to Pearl Jam, there's nothing about the character of Regina that indicates at all She'd be that, that she's into Pearl Jam. No music. She's listening to music constantly in this movie, and none of it sounds like Pearl Jam. The way they kept dropping the Pearl Jam, like so he gets her tickets to Pearl Jam, she's got a Pearl Jam poster in her room. One Pearl Jam. I poster. was waiting for the band Pearl Jam, because you know they only do that in films. Yes. It's like when TV, whenever they're talking about, oh, we're going to go to the, the Cisco concert. You know that Cisco Father's Day. will be singing. Sugar the, Ray. That's There you go. Exhibit A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Exhibit s- Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what <laughs> happened with Pearl Jam, whether they were intended to be in this film, and then even they backed out. Maybe Dean that's Coons why they wrote the their call. song, Jeremy. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, hey. Hey. That would increase. Then it started getting powers. <laughs> Photosensitive. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have some questions because I, I have no idea... Uh, what is happening here? Neither so, did the creators so, of this movie. <laughs> yeah, did, it's like, did you guys read the novel? Nobody Maybe knew what was going on. Sit down and have a conversation on. about with Dean Koontz and see what he had in mind. Uh, but no, so so we've got the the, the Jeremy Sisto character. What, what's his character's name? Visago. The v- Visago. That's well, it right. was Jeremy, and then it was Visago. Uh, yeah, that's it's his, his his alter ego. Yeah. Um, but then we have the the Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he's a family man. Uh, yes. And uh, but he he does everything so intensely. Yes. Everything he does is intense. He's living Gr- life to the fullest. Grilling burgers, intense. <laughs> that is a <laughs> reading the paper, intense. <laughs> the very first shot of him. So we're, we're coming yes. out of this, this story of uh, this kid killing his family Vis- of Visago being like engulfed in the the ball of of hell. Yes, which is uh, basically like a, a huge uh, Nerf ball. Yeah. in space. It's you, re- a, you remember how how hell was depicted in the South Park movie. That's, I think it that's was, exactly where they got this It was from. a couple steps worse than that. <laughs> the effects were worse. Yes. Obviously, we had, they had a 10-year head start. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And then we just see smoke. We dissolve into smoke. With piano music. And then the beautiful visage of uh, Jeff Goldblum. Visage. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, it's my favorite pizza, by the way, frozen pizza. With, with, <laughs> nice. It's not delivery. It's visage. It's visage. Um, but he, his face is coming through the smoke, and the camera's right. pulling back. Just curly Goldblum mullet. smoke. That's right. Look, oh, again, looking intense. I'm going to realize, oh, he's just grilling. Yeah. It's, it's the smoke. <laughs> just burning dinner, yeah. presumably, with the amount of smoke <laughs> billowing out of his uh, his grill. 
but uh, but he's so he's so intense. I, I, Everything is so intense. That was the first time I thought, oh, this is that's kind of a a clever way. There was some intention in, uh-huh. in that transition, but that's where that's where the cleverness ends <laughs> for this film. And the, pre- the 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 scene that follows. There's. Do you notice there's like no dialogue for ninety seconds? No, I was like, dialogue. this is a talkie, right? Yeah. Like obviously there's yeah. sound, but we have yet to hear one person speak in this film yeah. or in this family uh-huh. anyway. Very very intense. He's grilling. And, then, <laughs> and Alicia Silverstone is sitting in a chair listening to her music. Got her earbuds she in. Gets up, goes to another chair listening to her mm-hmm. earbuds. Christina Lati emerges from the house carrying what buns or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with her high waisted mom jeans. <laughs> mom jeans. <laughs> Walks over to Jeff Goldblum and I'm like, nobody is, is this a family of mute people? Somebody please fucking say something. This is the worst. That is exactly how you do not develop characters. Well, okay, let me put it this way. What would you prefer? Would you prefer the hideaway opening where nobody talks to each other Mm -hmm. or the Star Wars holiday special opening where a bunch of Wookiees are talking to each other (laughs) nonstop for the first 10 minutes, but you can't understand what they're saying? But at least they're attempting communication. (laughs) This is like these people don't look like they, they like each other. That was probably day one on the set. Yeah. Oh, well, they're all kind of just feeling each other out. Uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum, Lord knows how many takes they had to do. The smoke was in his <laughs> eyes, literally. And he's probably tearing um, up. Um, Brett, Brett, the smoke is <laughs> too, it's too, it's, too, it's too too heavy. Too much. It's too too much. Uh, am I um cooking the it's, burgers? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's trippy. Bad. <laughs> My favorite line. That is so funny. In this film, Joe, uh, Joe, you may not know this about me. Uh, I'm, I'm. You, you were in radio, yes. And uh, I, for a short time, was obsessed. In some ways, still am with uh, with talk radio. Obviously, podcasts have taken over. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, at one of my jobs, there was a. If, if I say soundboard, you're familiar with what a soundboard yes, is. Yes, sir. Yeah. But then there are websites that have uh-huh. turned into soundboards. So yeah, uh, yeah. I discovered a Jeff Goldblum soundboard, <laughs> nice. which was my homepage uh-huh. at work for a while. <laughs> and I kind, I took it upon myself to be the uh, the company uh, sound dropper. Because we all, you know, video editing, everybody had their, 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 their we all had speakers. Uh-huh. And uh, I would speak through Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so people would come up to me and I, I, I will, I will add a link to the soundboard and I will, I will uh, pay this, pay this forward. You go to the, our Facebook page, yeah. Editing Bay on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to post that Jeff Goldblum Please soundboard. Please do. There are some sound bites that are from this movie that oh, I really? realize now. But there are several that are missing that I wish <laughs> to God were on there. But yeah, that one where he's just like, he's explaining the, the hallucinations that he has to <laughs> Alfred Molina, the doctor. It's like, it was just, it was trippy. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That is his delivery. And then he yells at Christina Lati. He yells at everybody at some point in this movie. He's always yelling at someone. I've never seen Jeff Goldblum just belligerently yell at people so much in a movie. It's so good. Regina. <laughs> Regina. Regina. You're lying. What are you doing? Do you know what he wanted to do to you? Do you know what he did? Do you know what? Like I've ne- I've never seen him yell so belligerently at people, and I've never seen Jeff Goldblum be so wooden on screen. Yeah, like he's so wooden and he's so unnatural. Uh, you know, they're just with those moments there where he's having his intense moments with mm-hmm, Regina, mm-hmm. or like when he finally figures out like he's got these powers or whatever. You know, and there are things that trigger it, so it works both ways. And he like how he's like trying not to look at like the address of his store, but. <laughs> By looking at it. Okay. Uh, we need to back up. We do we need, need to, to back up. up. Yes. So the whole reason that this family, this family of dullards, plays into this <laughs> uh, script is because uh, really within like the first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. this family now, Alicia Silverstone, Christina Lottie, and Jeff Goldblum. Regina wants to go back home. That's what it is. She doesn't want to stay at the cabin. 
And it's almost like Bruce Wayne convincing his family mm. to leave the theater early. Oh, and he's responsible. It ends up. It ends up turning into disaster. They're driving on the road. Yes. <laughs> and there, for some reason, there's just like a city gravel hauler driving on these streets, at, but like he's falling asleep at two a.m. Yeah, yeah. This those, guy's looking. Those vehicles tired. aren't supposed to operate that late. By the way, did you get the impression watching this scene as we're slowly intercutting between? Here's Jeff Goldblum's station wagon. Here's the eighteen wheeler going the opposite direction. Uh-huh. Here's another shot of the. Here's the eighteen wheeler. This is like film editing one hundred and one. <laughs> it's like, so what you have to do to set up that there's about to be a collision? It's called foreshadowing. It's like. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We we, we, we didn't, understand. We even didn't have to spend that much time with the car, with the truck. No. We could have just had, like, Hatch checking the thing and Christina Lottie go, Hatch! When you, and then see that there's you. a fucking car coming. When you then it scares us, too. Yeah, well, you see the trend that happens now. How many times now have we seen the first-person shot where it's like... It, it, there have been a dozen movies in the last three years that have come out where you know the shot I'm talking about. Camera's in the passenger seat uh-huh. looking at the driver, yeah. and we see the truck or the semi or whatever yes. coming towards the camera. Uh-huh. Impact. Yeah. It's so visceral. I-, I love it. It's been done to death now, mm-hmm. but still. But that's an, an artistic way. Of course. And if you're making a thriller, <laughs> that yes. is a scary and intense way right. to tell the story. The way this is done is the polar opposite of that. It's, <laughs> it's like an episode of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> you is. just see it coming from a mile away. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, uh, yes, they, they don't quite make impact, but uh, <laughs> they go over, uh, go over a ledge. Oh, they get hit. Oh, they do. They that's do right. get hit. Spins and them honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard enough impact. Christina Lottie's character at least should have been dead. Because it was on her it side, It was on her too, side, right? yeah. I noticed that, too. Said it just spins them around. Actually, that is kind of a nice shot. They have the, the, the a camera mounted to the hood looking back uh-huh. as it's spinning around. They're literally <laughs> in the car spinning. But, like, Christina, uh, what's her name? Alicia Silverstone can't act. So all we do is we see, like, Jeff Goldblum and Christina Lottie looking scared, and Alicia Silverstone starts smiling. Uh, does she really? Yeah, she's In that like, shot? <laughs> she, uh. I, I, I guess maybe that's her way of trying to look scared. Are you but sure she she's like. smiling, or is it the cel- that's what I, I cerebral just, palsy I just <laughs> that she clearly has that only allows her to speak out of one? She looks like Mary Jo Buttafuoco yes. in all of her scenes. You know, it, she's it got used this, to be cute and endearing. She's got this weird, like, rabid fan following, though, from certain guys. Like, if you were to go on a public forum and start, like, bashing her uh, in, like, Batman and Robin... About oh, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like, watch out, chubby Batgirl, you know? Uh, like, people, like, rally... What? What the fuck? What are you talking about? She was fucking smoking hot. I'm like, she mm, was. Well, or not, not, cute. not in Batman and Robin. No, nobody was smoking. No one was at their bed except Uma Thurman. They maybe. were smoking crack. Uma Thurman was okay. Okay, all right. I'll give you that. Give me Uma Thurman. I'll, I'll give you Uma Thurman. I see your Uma, I'll <laughs> and I'll raise you, raise you a... Oprah. <laughs> Go back to David Letterman. Long say. forgotten. Uh, <laughs> so uh, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> so either Christina Lottie is completely jacked. Or Jeff Goldblum weighs the same weight as like a twelve-year-old girl, <laughs> because, <laughs> right. because the they're in a car that's sinking in a river. That's right. And she's able to pull him out, yeah. and get him on the hood of the car. Granted, like I made the note, like get his fucking head out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least lift it with what little energy you have. Yes. You don't need to support his entire weight. Did you notice though? There's the shot of uh, her trying to drag him out of the car, and there is, and you see him like clearly, yeah. helping her out. He is, he is conscious, and he is <laughs> yes. in control of his muscles, yeah. uh, whereas he should not be. Yeah, because the whole idea here, getting back to the plot. Is that he is he is drowned he's he's died yes. in this accident now, mm-hmm. uh, not from the impact but from uh, the the water in, entering his lungs. Yeah, uh, and we see a, a blue pale Jeff Goldblum uh-huh. after Christina Lottie's attempted to 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 save him. So now and smash cut. Go to, ahead to traveling into his eyeballs. 
Yes. We so go we get to see and the, we see like the another same wormhole. Except now it's blue. It's mm-hmm. warm. Uh, well, it's soothing, and mm-hmm. it's it's like oh, okay. And then we're greeted by a naked like eleven year old girl. But she's not naked because she's wearing was, like a flesh colored bodysuit. But suits? then why is he like this face on like <laughs> smoky pieces? I know. But she's got a complete body. It is so bad, Joe. <laughs> It is so bad to see Jeff Goldblum with the feathered edges. Yeah, I can just picture him. I just imagine that day in the green screen room. Uh-uh. Yeah. Now, now, what what will I look like in the, in the afterlife? Uh-uh. It's gonna look great, Jeff. You're gonna look. Think of Jurassic Park, except we've taken the special effects up a notch. Ah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that was a good looking movie. I was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's right. Now, now you 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 do intend to have dead people? <laughs> Are there going to be dinosaurs in this movie? <laughs> You're the only dinosaur, Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, so uh, we see his little uh, Samantha. Was that the daughter's name? That we Regina. Oh yeah, Samantha. Samantha was is the daughter, the daughter that, that that we they've lost. Uh, also, in uh, as we mentioned before, a a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of car accidents in Jeff Goldblum's life now. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll brush past the the parts that happen afterwards. So he's revived. Uh-huh. By uh, Alfred Molina, who's yeah. this kind of uh, not Doctor Moreau, but he's Doctor Octopus. <laughs> there you go, he's Doc Ock, <laughs> and he's uh, he's he's clearly dabbling in some unorthodox methods. They he's, don't really say what. He's the forefront expert, though, in mm. like this long-term, late-term resuscitation. That's right, and we find that out as they're trying to bring Jeff Goldblum back to life because one of the nurses <laughs> says, uh, "Oh yeah, I've got it written down." <laughs> what did she say? I've got it written. Uh, we both remember what happened the last time because she reminds <laughs> him like how long they're at the threshold. Yeah. And he says like, you know, records remain to be broken. And mm-hmm. she's like, we both remember what happened last time. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so foreshadow much. Uh, I guess this led to something bad. But ultimately, let, let's, let's stop there because now having seen the rest of the movie, <laughs> what did happen last time? Because that kid was already... Fucked up. He was already fucked up, but he did develop that photosensitivity. Oh, I guess so. Because of it, and he was it also brought. catatonic. Because if you remember, he stole the VHS tapes from the uh, the murdered private detective. That's right. Uh, and brought them back to his office and started watching them. And they had one of the uh, the the videotapes of him. And it's him. That's right. So, so he brought something back with him. Yes, he Evil. brought, he brought oh. some something back. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what your your methods are. Mm-hmm. Someone's dead for two hours, yeah. and you bring them back. He's a vegetable, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, like I don't care how much dead. adrenaline you give him. Yes, he's, you may. He's brain dead. You may be alive technically. Your lungs may be intaking air. Your heart may be pumping. Yeah. But the brain activity, it's it's done. You can't survive. Uh, what is it like 10, 15 minutes without yeah. oxygen? Right. Yeah. You're you're a vegetable. Uh huh. So uh, this she, Christina Lottie sitting in like a hospital bed, and Alfred Molina comes awful. in to see. This is. Wh- Joel, I mean, we talk about so much. We're going to talk about so much in this movie. Yes, we will. But I really do feel like this, for me, is the worst scene of the film. I would agree. It's exactly how you don't uh, uh, elicit emotions, Uh how you don't. uh, But part of the – you're a writer. Part of the fun about writing is each scene that you're writing, you should be discovering something Something new. new. You should be discovering something new about the plot. Maybe Uh it's something about the characters. Maybe a little bit of both. And there's a motivation. There has to be a motivation for every scene that you put in a movie. And when it's done wrong, it's just – Spewing information, uh-huh. and plot points, and that is exactly what's going <laughs> so on. Christina Lottie's crying. She thinks she's just lost her husband. She's watched him die in his arm, yeah. in her arms. Yes, and so it's uh, okay. You say his. <laughs> she's a very handsome woman. She's uh, she's she's mannish. <laughs> yeah. she's mannish in a way. Got uh, the short hair and the mom jeans. So she's she's crying, and Alfred Molina comes in. He's mm-hmm. like, so da 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 da, and she's like, you know, but my, my husband's dead. I can't remember exactly how the conversation yeah. went, but he's like, no, 
Miss Harrison, we brought your your husband yes. back. I I perform a special <laughs> sort of. Uh, what I have you a say? I have a special set, set of, of skittles. skittles. <laughs> <laughs> a special set of skittles. Yes. <laughs> um, Taste the rainbow. But he's very. He's really kind of burying the lead. Uh, yeah. Like uh, uh-huh. he just kind of walks. What a in. dick. <laughs> he walks in like a magician would. If you were like, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, uh, I just got this deck of cards here. Oh, oh what's that behind your ear? Gonna, oh, it's a quarter that I What I want to do ear. is I want to tell you a story. And he's yeah. shuffling. It's a story about a, a queen <laughs> and a king. <laughs> and they got flushed down the river. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, uh, he just, in a very calm, matter of fact way, explains, um, no, your husband that you thought were dead, uh, we, he's actually alive. He's in the room down the hall. Uh-huh. No, that is not how you. No, it, but but let's let's go even a step further with this. Okay. Okay. She gets up and and just jets out the room, and crying. And he's like, Mrs. Harrison, Mrs. Harrison, wait, listen, and doesn't say anything. He's just. But when you add, if you have the line, Mrs. Harrison, wait, listen. listen. If you say listen, <laughs> you better even if you don't have it written on the page, Alfred Molina, mm-hmm. you better create fucking something to fill yes. that space. There's something you need to know. You've got a moment there. There's like a good two seconds where the characters are just walking side by side, yes. and he's doing this like hand motion where like it's like, hey, wait, wait, stop. <laughs> but he's not saying anything, and he just said, Miss Harrison, wait, listen, and he's doing that while they're walking. Yes, and. Like, no one's saying anything. It was like a Willy Wonka telling uh, Augustus, Augustus Gloop, no, wait, please, don't. stop, <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she walks in, and there's, like, completely lucid fucking yeah. Jeff Goldblum who's like, Oh, honey, should, honey. Should I have turned into the skid? <laughs> oh, see, okay. He brought a little levity to it. He brought. He made himself feel human. I actually... I actually like Jeff Goldblum in this film. And I'm, maybe I'm, I'm a bit of an apologist. I think you're a little bit of an apologist He's, here. I like Jeff Goldblum too, but in this. <laughs> really? Like uh, I felt yeah. like this was like, what? What are you doing, Jeff Goldblum? He's trying to make the best of a bad situation. I don't mean the the film itself. I mean, you know, this the, the script. He's trying to uh, bring some humanity into uh-huh. it. And, and I he he elicits confusion <laughs> a, a lot. He elicits what, confusion. What, what is what is what is happening? Promotes confusion for me the whole movie. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, there are so many times where he just he sits down. Like I said earlier, he sits down to like read the newspaper, or he's like just kind of hanging out. But he's so fucking intense about it yeah. that you're like, what? I can't, I can't. Like, are you relaxing right now? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? The Joe- only thing, the character thing, I do like what they do. Mm-hmm. I like that he and Christina Lottie do this like movie game. It's kind of like the seven yeah. to six degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh-huh. but it's like an ongoing thing. Like I the point, play of, that game. the point of the game. I used to do that a bunch in high mm-hmm. school. Oh yeah, used to always play that with people. After seeing this movie, I was like, well, that's kind of neat. And so, it, you know, yeah, it's, it, like, it's why I I think maybe know too much about like movie cast and stuff now. Uh-huh. But like that's a cool little yeah. touch. Jack other, Nicholson. Other than that, <laughs> Chinatown. Okay, yeah. And then what does he <laughs> say from that? I was hoping you would go He's for like, your good man. Come on, baby, say a movie with Jack Nicholson. Red Room, <laughs> The Shining. Uh, it's there's there's that there's that touch. That's that's a nice touch. Other than that, I I, I feel like the performances, all of the performances, fall flat. Especially Jeff Goldblum's. You know, this yeah. guy is supposed to the Hatch character is supposed to kind of hold all this together, mm-hmm. and yeah. instead. He's the most ineffectual character in the course of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, until and that's the third not act. how the book plays out at all. How, do, how does the book play out? The book plays out where it's it's kind of like a, a noir kind of story, yeah. almost like a detective thing where all right. 
That's what it is. Where really. he's kind of shown up, like he, like, and we see some of that in the movie, where he kind of shows up. He's on the scene of crimes, and but like maybe they've been cleared by Visago, or maybe he is the one like that's the only person that could be connected to that yeah. crime scene because he called it in. How is and he? And so he becomes suspect a suspect in all of this. Yeah. And then you start to believe it because they kind of play with that, like I said, that Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, maybe, that like, maybe. oh maybe God, is that really Hatch? And then they start, you know, they start to kind of bring it back and you get a little bit more about this Visago character and you realize like they're seeing shit through each other's eyes and then it turns into more of a cat and mouse thing. Yeah. Where Hatch has to be more careful about like what he does and what he says and what he looks at, <laughs> so that way Visago like and there's there are times where he's like, you know, he he misleads Visago. Yes, with, with finally some of, with some of his they get smart like his enough. abilities. He gets he starts to mislead him. We don't see that in the film. Oh, you know, no, you're right. You're right because what we do see is uh, Joe. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> yes, because as you said. He can see what Jeff Goldblum sees. Jeff Goldblum sees him murdering people, uh-huh. uh, and he sees Jeff Goldblum <laughs> shaking and his, Alicia Silverstone, <laughs> and also like his Google Maps history, basically because <laughs> yes. all he does. And the third time, like it was kind of clever the first time when Jeff Goldblum glances at an address where he's been, yeah, and Jeremy Sisto sees it in his mind. Ah, now I know where the 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 the, uh, the psychic, psychic is. Where Ray Don Chong lives. The third time that happens, I'm like, <laughs> stop looking at addresses. <laughs> I know, Fucking right? Shield your eyes. Why? What? You're. You should know by now. <laughs> and he even says he's like, oh. he's 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 learning. He's figuring it out through me. Yeah. He could see through me. Like he has that moment of revel- <laughs> re- revelation. So why the fuck are you still looking yes, at stuff? Look down. Uh huh. Look down. Don't go anywhere. Why are you going to your fucking office? Go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, get off the goddamn grid. Yeah. Certainly don't look at your daughter, who uh, Jeremy Sisto is trying to uh, well, trying to mount. And when I say mount, I mean literally. <laughs> Mount her on top of this statue that in he's in his shrine. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's not fully his fault though, because there's the part where Jeremy Sisto's character kills somebody, and then like Jeff Goldblum sees Regina in her place. Yeah. And so then that's that where was like confusing, huh? Regina, and I get that. Like that's kind of fun. That's some of the st- that's like a little touch that was in the book where Hatch says something, and then like see. The way that it's also presented in the book is that, like, Hatch will say something, he'll think something, mm-hmm. and then Visago will say it. Mm-hmm. And so you start to get that feeling that, oh, is Hatch now, like, you know, is he an observer inside his own head? And this p- persona of Visago has taken over. Do they start finishing they, each other's... Kind of play, uh, a little bit. Sentences? Yeah. <laughs> Sandwiches? Sandwiches. <laughs> they, they do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And so, again, Dean Coote's writing is really good in this book. It's not his best book, but it's a really good story. And it makes you wonder. It's very suspenseful, mm-hmm. but they didn't capture any of that. They didn't capture anything that was that that was even even the slightest bit suspenseful. And they broke their own science with this movie. Oh yeah. If you're well, if you're creating this whole this whole bit where like okay, when one feels pain, the other one feels it too. Yeah, oh yes, thank yeah. you. That was confusing. And and so Jeff Goldblum figured it out, and he starts like self mutilating. Yeah. That scene. This movie is just filled with squirmish moments for me where yeah. I, I had to look away and I, I get the sympathy pains. <laughs> like when Visago's showering and you see his midriff. 
I figured you'd probably yeah, love yeah, that. That was that was not, I was <laughs> not a fan of that. Luckily, I was watching this in uh, standard definition because this is a hard this, film to find. Yeah, know? there's no HD version of I this movie. I can't believe I you have a DVD copy yes, of sir. it. I don't know yes. where you got it. Um, <laughs> but this isn't streaming From anywhere. From the Lord of Hell. <laughs> I don't even think this is like purchasable anywhere. I think there's a reason for that. I think they gave up on trying to make their money back. It's <laughs> a lost cause. Yeah. It's, a, it's a difficult one to track down. So I had to see this in standard definition. But I have to think. I don't think I'm missing out on anything. I don't think the effects get any better <laughs> no. in no, I don't think so either. I don't even know if it was filmed. Hey, did Hatch see heaven when he came, when he finally had sex? Like, okay, one, right? one you've come back from the dead, mm. and you, how like, dude, I'm telling you right now, like, if I, if I died and was brought back, and I still had, like, complete control, like, I had the use of all my faculties... I would be fucking right now. I'm, I'm, I, while simultaneously <laughs> eating a, a, a <laughs> yes. quart of ice cream and uh, watching Star Wars. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like Jeff Goldblum apparently like waited a week. And also, we never see like any kind of rehab for the Hatch no, character. No, yeah. They just let him go. <laughs> he just <laughs> leaves. Not even an overnight. <laughs> You've been dead for two hours. <laughs> but, uh, uh, here, later. Good take, luck. Take some Advil <laughs> and eat an apple. <laughs> and apparently, you're, don't don't scratch yourself, though, because no, no, please, you might no. see through the eyes of my murderous son. <laughs> no, no cutting, yeah. It's in the fine print at the bottom of the waiver. So he's having sex with Christina Lottie, mm-hmm. and like, does he see heaven when he comes? <laughs> I, I think so. It's an overhead shot. <laughs> She's riding him, and uh, we can only presume he climaxes. I don't know what Jeff Goldblum would look like. Clim- it l- I, I it's the I, same look he has maybe, on his face. I think in real life, he actually does have like a blue ring. That, like, just, like, lights <laughs> but yeah, up. it's like a little glint in his eye, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of how I feel, too. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. Um, uh, okay, where the fuck was I? Uh, okay, so you've got Alfred Molina who plays the doctor. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's he specializes in bringing people back from the dead. Apparently. after an expanded amount of time. Right. Why in your entire family that's just been like killed slash murdered by your in son in the course of this day? We find out later. Why would you choose to try to resuscitate the murderer? Yes, and not like get on the fucking horn with nine one one super fucking fast and try to like get your wife or your daughter right. back. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he discovers them all <laughs> he at the same them time first. But he's going to, ooh. Uh, maybe they'd been dead for too long. I but, don't know. But that's Hatch great, was dead for two hours. That's a great question. Yeah, he didn't even try, did he? Yeah. Maybe he did. Is unless, they the, were, unless they were drained of their blood or is something. It, is I it addressed in the book? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. That I don't remember. That's a good point. But I'm like, why the fuck would you bring the murderer back? I had that thought, and I thought maybe like he, at that moment, like no longer, like his son's life had no value anymore. Like he's, he's not, if, if ever there were a guinea pig to experiment on, and uh, I don't really have to answer to a lot of yeah <laughs> to anybody else because I brought the, you know I brought this thing into when, the world I'm when you when out. you're the leading expert exactly on, on Frankenstein science yeah uh, all right so speaking of which mm-hmm. you've got the part where uh, Jeff Goldblum and Christina Lottie go to see him again because Jeff Goldblum's having these bad dreams yeah he's trippy. having nightmare trippy bad <laughs> uh, okay also if you're if you're Lindsay Harrison and you're a, you're trying to sleep next to your husband. And you hear him like just loudly moaning your daughter's name. Uh, Regina. Wouldn't that be a problem? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. I'm not even laughing at that. I'm laughing at you saying Regina. <laughs> this is my Reg- dream come Regina. true. I just want to hear this. <laughs> the, the trick about uh, imitating Jeff Goldblum is you don't enunciate. <laughs> Everything is just you keep your lips together. <laughs> and you talk like this. Like I've, I've been wearing this, this jar on my arm. I can't open my mouth any wider than this. The Eddie's man, Eddie Winter, right here, <laughs> best impersonation. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so they go see they go see Doctor Doctor Nyberg, mm-hmm. Bill Nyberg, the science guyberg. 
And and they start like he's like this only happened with one other person and they start asking like probing questions about this guy and like he's lying to them like you know for a fact that the doctor's lying to them and he doesn't need to all he has to say is like well that's classified information yeah there I you can't go. discuss the ca- the details of another person's case with you guys sorry yeah like end, end of, of conversation <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly hard to argue with that one um God I I dude like this all of my notes are. <laughs> All of my notes are a lot of like, have we been told what these people do for a living? Like, yeah, yeah nobody, but, nobody goes to a job. Uh huh. Did Hatch just check out Regina's ass as she left the house? Oh, I saw that in moment two. Yeah, yeah. Check out Hatch's Z Cavarici pants. I don't know that we ever actually addressed that. This character's name is Hatch. Hatch Harrison. Is that an actual? It's not his actual name. That's like that's... A, it's a nickname. Okay, but. Uh, it's never addressed. Yeah, and he's no. he's, he's billed that way in the credits. <laughs> You're named after an X. <laughs> that was the thing. I, I or hatch it. Also a chili. <laughs> yes, a green chili. A green chili. <laughs> but <laughs> Jenna, we were watching this with Jenna, of course. This poor girl. <laughs> I've made her watch all of these horrible films. Space Jam. Um, leaned over. And Wait, was like, real Is quick. That a name? Which one did you like more, this or Space Jam? Oh, Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least there was a feast for the eyes. I liked this better than Space Jam. Did you really? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you a little bit. I kind of feel like Joel. You know what? At its heart, Hideaway and Space Jam are very similar. <laughs> They're actually kind of the same story. Oh, that's right. Because Toontown is almost like the afterlife. <laughs> yes. Oh, they, he do, it is. It's in the core of the earth. <laughs> it's in the core of the earth. Do you think in Space Jam, Michael Jordan actually died? And the Ooh. whole movie was all about him getting like res- resurrected and brought that's, back that's and his, brought uh, back to basketball. His that's resurrection. His afterlife. Oh, ex- exactly. Space he Jam. had unfinished business. That's right. <laughs> Finding his true Space passion. Space Jam and Hideaway are the same movie. And then uh, forgiving forgiving his dad. It's like Field of Dreams. Uh huh. How did Hatch make the tabloids? Like uh. what? Uh, how, <laughs> why is he popular enough to have made it onto the tabloids? And on the other side of this tabloid that the woman brings up when he's in the antique yeah. store, there's a headline that says "Woman has three brains." Oh, I didn't and see I'm that. like, I want to know her story. <laughs> that sounds much more interesting. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I, I I did notice though that um, so we mentioned earlier there, there's a psychic, and you always know that uh, you're gonna have a scene with a guy sitting around with a psychic, and you, of course. She's not a charlatan. Like, she actually has this power, so she's going to see things. Uh-huh. Um, and we know this because there's a friend, uh, a coworker, right? Yeah. Oh, you got to go see her. Marianne. Marianne. you got to go see her because uh, she, she, she'll... she I guess we're led to believe that Jeff Goldblum doesn't believe in any of this stuff, doesn't believe in yeah. afterlife. I, I, don't, I don't believe in, in it. Well, maybe that's <laughs> your problem, Hatch. Uh, so he goes to see her. Uh, and I don't know much about tarot cards, Joe. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had your 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 nope. fortune read no. or your palm or anything, but um, she's she's kind of winging it. I don't think anybody <laughs> yes. on the set of this film had ever experienced these before, because I don't know how you interpret what she's flipping over as any of the things she says. She's taking some liberties uh, and some some leaps of faith. That Ray Don Chong, that that is her name, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, nicely done. The. Uh, uh, this this isn't the only time where people are kind of taking liberties with the science and with the procedure of shit. Uh, you know, I feel like Brett Leonard, the director of this movie, has never been to a rave. <laughs> Does, yes. Doesn't know what raves are actually like. Wait, what? Rave? No, no, you're not going to any rave. <laughs> and then when we actually see her go to a rave, it's the lamest, it's the lamest, like, church social <laughs> that, right? that I'd ever seen. No mosh pit. It's so gross. It's almost like, did you ever see the, uh, and I posted this on Jason Cox's uh, uh, Facebook today, yeah. musicless music videos. 
<laughs> yes, I've seen yeah. that before. That's what this felt like. It felt like, <laughs> yes. oh man, you could totally tell. Like there was no sound. No one was allowed to make any noise. And it's just a bunch of people jumping up and down. The quietest people jumping and yep. dancing. And then they just threw everything in at the you know afterwards. Yep. But they didn't fill it. Like there's there was. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like when you're in that space, they didn't fill it. They didn't fill it with the sound. They didn't fill it with lights or any kind of you know effects or with shadow. You know, yeah. the it shadow like can be bar. just as effective as light can be. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take advantage of that here. No. And so it's this disgusting bar, and it's where Regina finally meets up with Visago. That's right. And she she grabs his attention because uh, Joe. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a rave or, or any. Uh, you know, a live concert at a bar like that. But um, do you like lean up against the railing and then simulate like being you're being fucked, fucked by from the behind. invisible man? Yes. This is like Hollow Man from last week. Yeah. Like, is Kevin Bacon that's like the way this girl raping her dances. right now? She yes. dances like she's presenting herself. She, that's exactly what she was doing, moving back and forth like a baboon in heat. Yep. And uh, for some, that's reason. exactly the note that I made too. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then later, it's a callback uh-huh. because later on, Jeff Goldblum is <laughs> like, hey. Is my daughter's dancing like she's being fucked from the house. <laughs> That's how he makes things. I've seen this before through the eyes of the killer. Re- um, Regina. Uncomfortable. Re- Regina. <laughs> you went to a club last night. No, I didn't. <laughs> he yeah. throws, throws his fucking newspaper. You're lying. God damn it. And like just tosses the fuck out of his newspaper. Like what is this? Is this a melodrama? Like... And Joel, this is why there's a part of me that does like this movie. Yep. There's a much bigger part that thinks this movie's a piece of shit now. It's pretty bad. But there's a part of me that likes it, and I appreciate it for this reason, that it went there. Like, it, it decided to go the way of melodrama. Like, And it was, a, it was shameless in its approach to just like, we're just going to go melodramatic with it. You know, there, I can't remember who said this. I can't remember. I think it was uh, Roger Ebert. Okay. There's a difference between film and movies. Oh, yes. And like this. film, yeah, obviously film's going to be something that has some real artistic merit. Mm-hmm. You're going to get something out of it. Movies are just something that's going to entertain it's, you for about an hour yeah, and a half. Fluff. And I like this as a movie, like for the most part. Yeah. It, it's it's a fun, it's not good. No. It's a fun movie when it hits its stride. And yeah. it, it hits its stride probably within the last 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But, like, it does. It kind of hits its stride, and it becomes a fun, like, cheesy thriller. Unfortunately, it takes an hour yes. and 15 minutes to get to that Nothing point. in the first two acts leads you to believe that it's going to go that way. Th- this film kind of suffers from uh, my my anime theory, uh-huh. uh, Japanimation, about the, the uh, giant blob monster. <laughs> Every anime movie I saw, like in the 90s and early 2000s. Akira. Uh, Akira. Yeah. Um, uh, what's uh, the... Princess Mononoke. Thank you, Princess Mononoke. Uh, 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 Ninja Sword. Yeah. Ninja Scroll. Ninja, Ninja Scroll. Scroll. Uh, all of these movies have one thing in common, uh, and I will throw Ang Lee's The Hulk in there. Because yes, he, he very well. Kind of, yeah, very well done. They, yeah. None of the film, none of the first two acts lead you to believe that at the end of the climax, there's <laughs> going to be a giant blob monster who shows yes. up. But God damn it, there's a giant blob monster that shows up in all four of those films, <laughs> yeah. uh, inexplicably and unnecessarily. Uh-huh. Uh, and this 
film kind of doesn't it feel like an anime near it does the end? it does it, oh <laughs> my god dude when like visago and hatch start fighting in the hideaway okay. and then suddenly they both go like super saiyan <laughs> <laughs> their eyes light up and shit and then like the fucking demonic body comes out of visago yes and then the heavenly host comes out of hatch Expecto and they start Patrono! dude dude i even i made the note i made the note here uh they're appearing online but still not on sale jason cox says yep yep <laughs> we're, we're on uh, star, star wars, wars watch uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I wrote the note here that I was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening?" All of a sudden, <laughs> this, this, the Holy Spirit begins to come out of Jeff Goldblum. He's on his knees. He's looking up. And it's actually not a bad shot. Mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing like a behind the scenes of the making of this film. Yeah, uh, where, where <laughs> surprisingly they were touting the special effects used in the making of, uh, of this movie, but. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's it's not bad. It's still out of fucking left field, and uh, I I did not think that Jeff Goldblum had it in him. Literally, it's, it's just it's just fucking crazy pants though. Sometimes, like you've got you've got bits where it's like on your knees, get on your fucking knees. The voices, and yeah. then the, but then you hear the voice of I don't know whatever the angels are. They're, they're, they're like having a conversation. You know what it felt like? It felt like uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, like when they're uh, the, the two headed dragon and the gorilla yes. are fighting. Yes. It's like their avatars. Exactly, that's pretty much what this was. Uh huh. Except without the cool special effects or the comedy or the, the superb filmmaking. And so there's there's a part of that that's kind of... There's there's something going on there that if it was done skillfully yes. and somebody wrote like a decent script based on this, yes. like this would be a powerful climax mm-hmm. that like we'd been culminating to this, the ultimate like good versus evil. And there's even that bit in the book that Visago... Uh, keeps telling people that he is the embodiment, like he is a spirit of hell that is now in a human body. Mm -hmm. And people don't believe it until this very last part. And then suddenly it's like, holy shit, you know, you do see like these things fight each other and you realize, oh my God, it was a demonic, a demonic force that was in there. This is done like, and I don't know if it's because we get the breadcrumbs of Hatch having the thing in his eye every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But when this happens now, like I guess when I was a kid, maybe I was like, whoa, but now I watch it as an adult, and I'm like, "Could this is one of those things that either you, you know you wait, you wait, and don't show any signs of it, sure. and then just have this pop up, yeah. and like people go, whoa, mm-hmm. or Commit. you you make it something that kind of begins to grow over yeah. time in the movie. Commit to it, and they don't exactly, and they don't quite commit to that. You know, suddenly, I mean, dude, you're going through this whole movie where it's this whole like you know mistaken identity, maybe, or I've got this psychic link to this guy, and why is he simply psychically linked to this guy just because they both died for and a long period of back, time? I guess and were brought back, but why? Like, I know. explore that, and they do it in the book. They explore it in the book, but why not more? You know, I was curious. And too. the reason why in the book, I think I remember is uh, that Hatch is like this spirit Uriel. Uh, attaches itself to Hatch because uh, the spirit had latched onto Visago, uh, the Jeremy Sisto latched onto him as he was being resuscitated, knew that and was like, and so y- they they took advantage of this. Basically, right. they took advantage. Hatch was there too for a long amount of time, and when he melt, when he took on form with the Final Fantasy summon. <laughs> Uh, that was when Uriel was like, oh, he's being brought back. Somebody needs to get with him. We need to bring this spirit back. All right, I like and, that. And so that's kind of what was going on in the book. I mean, you don't find that out until later. No. But it, because there is this, at the end of the story, 
there's this confrontation and like a discussion between Vasago and Uriel. Oh yeah. And they kind of like you're you're going to be no, you're no one's you're going to be no one's master. You're going to be Satan's slave. That's all you, you know. And, and kind of explains that to him. Mm. None of that is going on here. Uh, you're making me enjoy the film more knowing the background. But yeah, yeah. I wish I would have known this as I was watching it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Delve into that because. This either needed to be like a like a like a miniseries, like uh-huh. a twelve episode stretch it out because there's too much story, here, or you need to cut out some of this story. Because watching the trailer, like I, as I was preparing both mentally and and physically, uh-huh. for this film, uh, I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, first thirty seconds, uh, it's uh, it's sleepers, mm-hmm. right? No, not yeah. sleepers. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, sleepers. Sleepers. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. About the the people, the kids that were molested and then came back and. No, I'm talking about the what's the one with Julia Roberts oh. at Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, 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 uh, Flatliners. Flatliners. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it looks like it's Flatliners. I'm like, oh, okay. He he, he goes beyond and brings something back with him. Uh huh. But then, yeah, it just it turns into this slasher horror it, flick and it and devolves. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It devolves fucking fast. But I tell you, of all the things we've hated in this in this film. <laughs> We've, we've our laundry list. The one that bugs me the most is a character flaw that Jeff Goldblum has, uh, uh-huh. because he, you know he's kind of a sympathetic character. These things are happening to him. He's cutting on himself. You want to believe. You uh-huh. want to follow him on this journey. Yeah. But he's so goddamn uh, irresponsible with motor vehicles. Yes, he is. So let let's get this straight. Your daughter, one of one of your two daughters, was killed. By uh, a, a motor vehicle, she's uh-huh. riding her bike, whatever, rides out into traffic, and, yeah. and I guess we can. Somebody wasn't watching the road; they weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. An unattentive driver uh, took out his youngest daughter. It wasn't you that killed her, Hatch. <laughs> uh, and then here we are later in life. He he hasn't learned his lesson no. because uh, he's checking his blind spot or, or adjusting the mirror for what seems like to look at Regina. Uh, that in, was in why he was seat, adjusting huh? the thing to yeah, look to at Regina. Google his uh, his uh, teenage daughter. Yeah, uh, and that's when the eighteen wheeler. That guy's falling asleep. Uh, all right, so these are two major life accidents. One of them killed you, and and you, you were lucky enough to live this life again. You've been given a second chance. Yeah. Alfred Molina even says that you've been given the second chance. Yeah. So I'm going to prescribe you something that'll help you sleep. Cut. Yeah, exactly. So cut to um like. This must have been a day or two later. Mm-hmm. Joe, I took a picture. Let me see if I can pull it up really quick <laughs> on my phone. Of the screen that I I had to pause because uh, maybe you can describe for the viewers what is happening in this photo uh-huh. right now. So it's Jeff Goldblum. This is a screenshot. This is right after both of these accidents have happened. Uh, and he's, he's reading. He's reading he's while he's driving. He's got a newspaper where he's reading uh, what's happening <laughs> while he's driving, while he's at, at, at a, a, a high speed. Yeah. He, it's at night. It's mm-hmm. dark, and there's a cutaway that I didn't get a shot of where it's like you have enough time to read the headline. You're reading while you're driving? Please, what, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I, have you not learned anything? And at that point, I had no more sympathy uh, for, for this character. All right, so uh, <laughs> thanks to that little dramatic wipe that we just did, uh, we kind of stopped down for a little bit uh, because the Star Wars Force Awakens tickets went on sale. Uh, if you were watching on Periscope, you basically saw like 
Joel and I melt down as we started trying to get these. DEFCON 5. Yeah, and it's been like technical difficulties on the Drafthouse website. Uh, I'm still able to get it on the Cinemark website, but they don't have it titled the Star Wars Marathon anymore. I don't think I want to do that, though. No. Uh, so we're just going to run down like really quick while we still try to <laughs> try to buy these tickets. So this would be really fun for you, our listeners. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Joel, what did Hideaway do right? Uh, what did it did? Uh, what did I have written down? Actually, just think I, off the top of your head. It Let's was, just do this off the top of our head. It was Jeff Goldblum. I'm sorry. I know he's cheesy. I know he's melodramatic, like you've been saying. But I, again, nobody has the speech pattern that uh, that he does. And mm-hmm. uh, I, he he was fun to watch, especially when he's yelling at his family members. Uh, <laughs> or, Regina. Or like, Joe, if you had a script and it said uh, the words. Gotcha, motherfucker. How would you deliver that line? Because I guarantee you, it's probably not what Jeff Goldblum was thinking. It would probably just be like how Jeff Goldblum did it. Gotcha. Yeah. Mother motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> nobody has ever done that. Uh, I loved it. All right. What I think mm-hmm. uh, this movie did right was... Um, I think the story that Dean Koontz put together to yeah. begin with, I thought was really good. Agreed. Uh, and so what this movie did right was... The fact that someone tried to make a movie of it, because <laughs> it, it's worth trying to make a movie of. Now, I'm going to follow this up with what the movie did wrong, was trying to make a movie of it. <laughs> it completely failed. Like, it failed on you almost do. all cylinders. You have to drop one of the storylines, or you have to, or, or like I said earlier, you've got, it's got to be like a 12-part miniseries. Make if you it, want them to have it this epic. and yeah. Make it a little bit more like the book. Make it a, a like a film noir kind of thing, where it's a private, you know, like, he's on the trail of this thing, but you don't quite know. Like, is it him? Or is it somebody else, you know? And and they didn't do anything to build that suspense or the characters. I'm getting so many messenger messages and text <laughs> messages. It's I Star really Wars wish everybody would stop fucking updating social media right now. Starmageddon. Starmageddon. Marmadodin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that this movie just kind of failed in, in every way that was important, you know, as far as characterization, creating a, uh, a, a, a solid story. Oh, I'm at ticket selection. <laughs> no, no, no. I can pick our seats. Where do we want to sit? Do it. We want to we wanna all sit together. We're going to do this live. Uh, get, get as many. T- well, it'll, it'll let you do 10 tickets oh, at occupied, a time, right? We could sit here. One, two. I don't care. I just want to be in the theater. I will fucking stand. I will sit on the ground. Joe, I will sit on your lap. Are you sure? Because this Wars. is where we're going to be. Down front? Uh-huh. Let's do it. We're all right with that. There's ten in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? The seven p.m. That's eight oh five. Eight oh five. Oh, you got see the eight oh five is still showing. You sold out no, for me. No, sir. And Only now- seats available are right up against the. This is what John is saying. Wow, this is. <laughs> Listen. Maybe I should put my uh, phone on vibrate while this happens. Uh, all right, so here we go. <laughs> um, uh, it it failed on all on all cases. Like it was just it just wasn't very good. Um. So, will you tell them to wait that we're trying to record a podcast? I know, I know. Don't they know? Uh, All right. So, (laughs) if we were to... uh Oh wait! What did what did the movie do wrong for, for you? For me, for what yeah. it did wrong, uh, those effects, those horrible. This is so funny trying effects. to do this while we're trying to get these tickets. <laughs> this is the funniest damn thing. But the thing is, to the listener, it's, it's not going to be as funny it's as working. it is for us. No, no, it's it's. This is high drama. How is it going to play out? Are we going to get tickets? Aren't we going to get tickets? Right. Okay. So yeah, but but the effects are so awful, and you they shouldn't even have been attempted. Going like, back to that lawnmower man thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And at the time, even that was kind of like brown, groundbreaking because it was like, oh, we have uh, <laughs> special effect. We have computers and we can do stuff now. Uh-huh. But uh, no, not when when people go to a theater, they expect to 
see something they can't see anywhere else, yeah. not what you can see on Saturday morning. Right. And uh, right. so fail. Big fail on the special effects. In okay. What about you, Joe? Uh, I already said what it was. Oh. It was uh, basically failed on all counts. <laughs> it's uh, everything, I huh? thought the performances were horrid. I thought the, uh, the, the lack of balance when it came to score or atmosphere of this movie. I mean, you've got Hatch Harrison, who's this dude. He's, like I said earlier, he's the most ineffectual hero of this movie, especially when they get to the amusement park at the end. You know, fucking his wife is beating the shit out of Asago. <laughs> yes. And, and Hatch is just fucking horrible. Lindsay, Regina. Hatch, twice in this fucking, in this third act, busts through a door and falls. <laughs> he falls downstairs <laughs> and right. he falls down like a fucking, just a pit. I do love that moment when in the .5 seconds it takes him to fall down the stairs, the, uh, Visago, what's his name? Visago. Iago. Uh, has kid- I'm going to steal your wife. <laughs> has kidnapped uh, Christine. Which Lottie. brings me back to the whole: if Hatch Harrison experiences pain, Visago does too. So if Hatch falls down a fucking flight of stairs, Visago should be doubled over, not swooping in and yep. picking up Christine Lottie. That's a good point. Um, I know because it's my point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So if we were going to remake Hideaway Oof. now. How the hell would we do that, Joel? I have five people I'm going to recast. That's probably as many people are in this film. I did not do the I psychic. I have six. I did, the, I did the psychic. Got the psychic. You want to uh-huh. start? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, the psychic, Rose Orweto, mm-hmm. played by Stacy Dash. Who is that? She was in Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. Oh. <laughs> and she kind of resembles a young Ray Don Chong. She does, doesn't she? Yes, she Nicely does. done. Thank you. Uh, I did not do her. Okay, well um, then you want me to move on to the next yeah, one? I think so. so. All right, I could do that. Uh, Dr. Jonas Nyberg, Bill Nyberg, the science guyberg, <laughs> played by John Favreau. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I could see that. He kind of has that look. I uh, can play the guilty My name is Jonas. Doctor. That's the song. That's it? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I wasn't making I love when Jeff turns Sorry. to Joel and is like, dude. Oh, <laughs> I, I, of all the references I don't get, I get like, I don't get like one out of every ten. Stop looking at your Star Wars screen. I can't. No, I can't. Not <laughs> keep refreshing. Okay. The tickets have not been Who acquired do you have yet. As Doctor Jonas, uh, I have in the Alfred Molina role, mm-hmm. uh, and this will make sense when you when I get to the um, Jeremy Sisto character. But I went with uh, Adrian Brody, tall, lanky Adrian Brody, the, the pianist, the pianist. That's right. <laughs> Often looks like a pianist. Uh, all right, so who do you have for the Jeremy Sisto Visago character? I went with uh, Twilight's own Robert Pattinson. Hey, Robert Pattinson. The teenager that people love to hate, and uh, this will give him, give him a reason as he's uh, systematically killing teenagers. Nice. Okay, for my Visago, I went with going to be playing Spider-Man my soon. My Visago. Tom Holland. Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. nice. The, oh, you're uh, the upcoming Speederman. I see what you're doing, <laughs> see yes. what you're doing there. Uh, because he's going to be playing against Regina, and we have to we have to believe that they would be, you know, possibly romantically linked, mm-hmm. if, you know, even in the slightest way. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Ariel Winter. Oh, oh, I yeah. like that. Because Tom Holland's what, like eighteen? Ariel yep. Winter's seventeen. They're very she close. She is getting to be that age, isn't she? Yes. Uh, I also went with uh, a little ingenue. Uh, I've recast her before because I love her, and her name is Emma Roberts. Oh, uh, she's the, Emma what Roberts. Is the niece. She's of, in the uh, she's in Scream Queens now. Yeah, the daughter of Eric Roberts. That's right. She's a great little actress too. Yeah, and, she's uh, really good. I can see her doing this. Mm-hmm. Who do you have for uh, Christina Latte? Yeah, uh, she is the mother. Uh, and in my version, she will be played by uh, Natasha McElhorn. Are you familiar with her? No. Huge eyes. She was in. Um, <laughs> That's it. She does. She's big eyes. eyes. She was in um, the Truman Show. She was the girl that uh, Jim Carrey was actually in love with, obsessed oh. with. She was also in uh, 
What's that Robert De Niro? Was it Ronan? No. Yeah. There was yeah, Ronan. Ronan. She was in mm-hmm. that as well. Ronan was good. I like her. Natasha. What McElroy. color was the boathouse? <laughs> uh, I had a little bit of crush on her, too. All right. My, uh, my Lindsay Harrison, mm. Christina Lottie character, would be played by Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay to you as well. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> uh, yes. And Mariska Hargitay call. would be obviously matched up with the Jeff Goldblum character, Hatch mm. Harrison, played by Joel Bernson. What? Yes. Oh! I can, this is the second time you've recast yes. me in a Jeff Goldblum because role. Because you are the only person that could be recast <laughs> in a Jeff Goldblum role. I am. Honored, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, I did not uh, reciprocate, unfortunately. I went <laughs> with okay. uh, I went with uh, somebody dashing, and tall, and handsome, who uh, actor, director, jack of all trades, recently married George Clooney in the role. Of nice uh, as, as Hatch Harrison. I, I like him. He he is like our new Harrison Ford. If, to stay would he honest. be our new Hatch Harrison Ford? It's <laughs> <laughs> delicious, man. You get a Hatch Harrison Ford. Uh, Chewy. We're home. <laughs> we, oh, by the way, yes. Th- you, we're also living in a pre-Star Wars trailer world, yeah. which you're listening to right now. By the time you're hearing this, it's all over the Internet, That's to right. be sure, unless some catastrophe has happened. How awful would <laughs> like, that be? Like the draft house uh, computers going <laughs> oh my down. gosh, yep. Still no luck here with the tickets, by I, the way, folks. So my director mm-hmm. uh, is a guy named Michael Doherty. Oh, what, what, what is he from? He's done a movie called Trick or Treat. Oh, <laughs> well, how, how prescient of you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you pick for yeah. your director? Uh, I actually went with Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, uh, simply because he the did director Pan's of Hellboy and Pan's right. Labyrinth. I feel like this could have that kind of feel to it <laughs> if done in a with more capable hands yes. as his. Um, Loving hands, pudgy hands. Well, if you have any ideas on how you would recast Hideaway or Mm -hmm. thoughts about the movie that we've completely neglected once the Star Wars tickets went on sale, (laughs) uh, you go ahead and talk back to us on Facebook. Go in the search bar, type in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Uh, That's where you talk back to us. And also give us suggestions about movies that you'd like us to take a look at in the future. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's www.editingbay.com. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and our, I would elaborate, but you can just go there. Our Twitter account? Uh, Twitter account. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at the editing bay. Uh, I, if, were I on it right now, I would be tweeting about uh, me attempting to get Star Wars yes. tickets. And we've also got George's Goiter. George's Goiter. But uh, yeah, so all for all things Editing Bay, the Facebook page and our Twitter handle, at the Editing Bay. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Um, if you get us on your podcasting app, <laughs> on, your, on, on your, uh, your Apple device, uh, it would be awesome if you left us a review. Just go to the podcast app and, uh, and look for Next Wave Radio in the search function. Look for Next Wave Radio. Uh, and that is where you'll find all of our shows. And go ahead and leave us a five-star rating, five-star rating and a review, and that helps us in the future when we try to get live shows off the ground. Uh, that is what we're going to show possible sponsors. Like, hey, look, people listen. They uh, enjoy what we do, and we would like to do that partnered up with you. Hmm. And so uh, that's where you help us out in that respect, by giving us a review and a rating. And then when you're done doing that for us, you can also do that for the rest of the Next Wave Radio shows, like MVP with Matthew and Danny talking sports, and My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, fan Days Review. That's cool, man. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Fan Days Reviews, you're going to be talking about yeah. doing the, the Comic-Con. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. I, I can't wait for you to hear Jeff's story about Michael Rooker. I saw the photos that you posted on Facebook, man. I'm kind of jealous, it's, envious. It's so awesome. Is he as batshit crazy in person as he appears <laughs> yeah. to be? Oh, I can't wait to hear it, man. And if you don't have an Apple device, you can always get us on your Android by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic applications. Uh, there's always a way to find the editing bay. 
Oh, did you just come up with that right now? <laughs> I sure did. Nicely done. <laughs> so what are we going to watch next week, Joel? Well, next week, uh, I thought about it since you know we're, we're, we're sitting here, we're trying to get Star Wars tickets, we're talking about the trailer is going to be coming out. Um, it would have been a great time to do uh, episode three, but that will be coming sooner. Uh, or or later, rather, rather than later, rather than later, um, probably closer to the the release of said Star Wars movies. And this is the last opportunity we have to do Halloween for this year. Joe, I wanted to do this movie last year. I can't pass up the opportunity two years in a row because rarely do we get to um, uh, talk about a movie that I have seen and you have not. Yeah, we're going to remedy that this year by talking about uh, my favorite, the 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 ultimate. Uh, Halloween movie, in my estimation, uh, called Trick or Treat. came out a few years ago. I talk about it all the time. Hey, I've heard of it. Great film. So good that uh, it's got a little cult following, and they're making a sequel. So before that sequel comes out, you have to familiarize Directed by Michael Doherty. Yes, (laughs) unbeknownst to me, apparently. (laughs) That's cool. All right, so uh, is that on any streaming services or just on disc? Uh, It is on the disc that I'm going to give you right now. I have a lovely Blu-ray so you can experience Mm. it. Beautiful. 1080p. Slip me your disc. Uh, All right, guys. We'll check us out for Trick or Treat next week, and we'll also let you know if we ended up getting tickets for this goddamn movie. (laughs) We'll still probably be trying to purchase them at that time. (laughs) That's right. uh, Uh, Good luck. Godspeed to all you. Right. We'll catch you next week for Trick or Treat. Jeff, thank you so much. Joel, always a pleasure. May the force be with you. Let's get some fucking tickets, man. Let's do it. Later. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.